0: welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen my name is limitless mike this is the comics and pop Darts podcast thank you guys for joining me so much just because the legend is big doesn't make the legend untrue isn't that right mr dan price hey michael how are you today i'm doing great man thanks for uh thanks for coming on to the show and telling us a little bit about your comic
1: I appreciate you having me very much. So, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, know it does not make the legend untrue. No, there's, there's we're going to find out a lot of, a lot of crazy truths about the, uh, about the uh, Bigfoot legend along the way, so to speak. Um, but yeah, we've got, we've got Bigfoot Nose karate you know, on Kickstarter right now. I'm really stoked about it.
0: That's uh that's so new. That's so unique, man. The the concept of it all. And, and we're going to get to that here shortly. I got sure. your stuff pulled up. Um, first off um you're 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 new to my audience so if you wouldn't mind you know telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you're located at in the world
1: sure uh my name is dan price i live in austin texas i've got a wife two kids a mortgage and all that other good stuff uh the um i am a uh by day i'm a uh, creative director for a marketing group by night i uh, i work on uh comic books i uh this is my first uh independent comic that i've done in it's like seven years like first uh created own in like seven years it's been a while that I took some time away raised my family that sort of thing and right. um now I'm doing uh Bigfoot Nose karate but I got started off uh working on a book called latex Avenger he had a sidekick named Spermicidal foam lad and together they repelled crime 99.9 percent of the time and it was a superhero satire uh just off the wall, ridiculous. Um my grandparents were characters in the comic along with characters like Kosha the Pig and Manabus the Kaiju Pot monster. And I mean just it was it was it was insane. It was insane. Um it was a great run. I enjoyed the book a lot and it's definitely, you know, uh it's definitely my first my definitely my first foray into comics uh from there i i hooked up with a guy named bonadami and he drew a couple of the later issues of latex avenger and we co-created a book called masters of the obvious and that was for hound comics and it was a it was a weekly web comic that was collected into a larger edition and uh you had they liked hound like latex avenger they thought it was funny but they thought it was blue i mean he wore right. a rubber on his head. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, he had the reservoir tip of freedom, you know, on the top of his noodle there, you know, so that wasn't exactly, you know, for, you know, full family fare. So, uh, so they said, you know, we like it, but you'd have to get rid of the thing on his head, get rid of the, the condom shield, the sperm lightning logo, all of it. And, the name uh-huh. and, I, and I said, well, obviously that's not happening, but I do have this over here. And Masters of the Obvious came out of that conversation because I had about two sketches and about half a page of notes. And I pitched it right then and there in the the meeting, and they went for it. So we developed Masters, and Masters was a PG-13, same kind of humor. Uh, We had characters like Dr. Biclops. He, uh, He had two eyes. And the visible woman, you can't miss her and um, LeBron the snapping turtle don't make him snap you wouldn't like him when he snaps I mean it was just this ridiculous characters that were very kind of just very par for the course you know they were exactly what they were supposed to be kind of ridiculous very funny and they flew around in a in a toaster through space called the USS screensaver and I'm a bit older so that joke (laughs) makes sense to me uh and it was uh you know and you had like the My Little Jabronis and like the Puggalos and it's just weird characters, man, weird characters. That's what I do. And um, from there I went on and I did a youth seven project for the Stan Lee Foundation. Uh, oh, wow. ex- yeah, it was called excelsi the uphill adventures of a boy named Stan Lee. And Bon and I worked on that together. That was also a creator-owned, all three of these were creator-owned projects. Oh, and, wow. uh, but we got to uh, basically play with the idea that Stan Lee was a little boy in a neighborhood that was being bullied by the by the neighbors by the by the bullied by the neighborhood bully you know and how and he has to defend the neighborhood against you know Galakowitz who's this giant kid wears a purple shirt he has a little buddy named Harold who wears a silver shirt carries a skateboard and you know and they just use their imagination and it was a fun exercise and you know promoting literacy you know for children and right. uh, it was a cool it was a cool little project and um from there you know i i took a break for a while i i got married i was raising my stepkids and getting them you know grown up and uh, now they're 17 and 21. um but uh i did a little bit here and there i did some work for drew edwards halloween man um i did some things for mark darden's guano guy some things for the the comic jam which if you've never heard of the comic jam it's an incredible check out the comicjam.net um and that's where I met Casey Allen and Casey is the co-writer on Bigfoot knows karate and Casey runs the jam, which is a online workshop where writers come up with a uh, with a theme, they have one week to complete the uh, to complete the script, which is then. Pulled at random by the artist. So, and the artist gets one month to complete one page, no more than six panels. It's just this great workshop that it gets you really to really stretch your artistic muscles. I loved it. And uh, Casey ran the jam and we got to talking. We got, we worked on a thing together and we just got to talking after that and became fast friends. He lives in Birmingham, Alabama. I live in Austin, Texas. Um, But, you know, we've never met, but we talk all the time. And, when it came to this project I was working on here with Bigfoot, I said to, uh, when I came to Bigfoot, I had this giant cinematic idea of what it should be. And I wrote stupid comedy comics about dick and fart jokes with dudes with rubbers on their head. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so Casey was like, you know, it was you know, just the perfect person to help kind of pull this all together and take my weird Bible of information about a Bigfoot and a Cthulhu doing, you know, you know, anyway, and and Casey was instrumental in Kung Fu Thulu. I mean, there's so much that I owe this guy in this book. So that's where you got me. And we're on Kickstarter, uh, currently 500% funded. And, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, 17 days to go. I'm thrilled.
0: Yeah, says you guys are you're way over your mark, and um, pl- probably plenty more to to do. What future issues you guys have probably planned out? Um, is there yeah. an ideal? Is there an ideal goal that you guys are looking to hit on Kickstarter, or was no. this just a laughs and giggles type of thing to see how far the Kickstarter would go with the effort that you guys put into it?
1: Well, I mean, like the number, the number was pretty arbitrary what the what the goal number was. Um, I really looked at this from with the Kickstarter, I looked at it like what makes the most sense to get us up the algorithm fastest. And right. the, what made the most sense was to, uh, after all my research, of what I, what I read about how to set up your page and then watching other people's launches, the faster you launched, the, the better chance you had of getting the uh, projects we love. Uh, badge, which pushes you up the algorithm. So really? I rolled the dice at just let's do it at a thousand dollars. Uh, and let's see what happens. We did a live launch party to kind of hedge our bets, I guess, you know, to have a, a captive audience ready at seven o'clock that night when I pressed the button, uh, I mean that live launch that night, we were on for about three hours. We had over 200 people on that Instagram live launch that night and we funded Ooh. the book and we funded the book in seven minutes. Um, we funded a thousand dollars in seven minutes. So it was that was, you know, and we hit three thousand in two and a half hours. Um, it was we really tried to get as many backers as we possibly could right at the beginning and the note that we had like, we pushed notification really hard ahead of time. We had about 70 something notifications going into the, uh, going into the night and we're at 150 something backers right now. I'm not looking at it, but uh, so we, we've doubled that, which I'm couldn't be more happy about, you know? So I, I'm, we just did every, we, we were trying very hard to get projects we love. That was like a big goal for us. So how do we do that quickly? And that was, our solution to how to get there. And when we, we got it and i couldn't be happier. I mean, but I mean, there was kind of a method to the madness.
0: Right. It seems like you took a, a more of a, you said you're a, a creative director for a marketing firm. So you took that experience and applied it to this. Am I correct?
1: Big time, big time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh you know, I grew up, I, I've been a graphic designer, art director, now creative director, you know, over the last, you know, 18-ish years. And, um, the, uh, you know, I really tried to, when it, I've never done a Kickstarter before, this one's completely new right. to me. And, um, when I did comics before, it was like, let's just go to the convention and set up. And I wasn't really looking forward to that part of it. I mean, not that I don't want to do conventions. I just don't want to do them every weekend. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. uh, just, you know, um, this book was kind of born, for, you know. While the character Bigfoot was created around 2018, uh, in the in the sense that we know him now, um, this book was born out of the pandemic. I mean, it really was. This was born out, this was born out of boredom, and you know, just my you know, you know, and you know what I mean. I mean, it really was. Yeah. I, I mean, I started doing this in December of 20. Well, the idea just do another book. My wife said to me, you know, why don't you do another book? You know, it was December of 2020, and um my uh that was my my present for the holidays that year my wife gave me uh, a budget and said you know go make a comic and at first I was thinking about hiring an artist we'll do another latex Avenger book but you know I mean I'm not the same guy who did that not that I'm against the character I love the character but and he'll show up again soon um but I wanted to do something different I wanted to do something fresh and unique and I had this simmering And on the back burner, um, and it was you know pull up you know it's like the uh, the the coach you know during the the middle of the baseball game you know around the seventh inning ninth inning you know pitchers tired out. Hey, pull up Bigfoot, you know, and that's what I did. You know, I pulled him <laughs> up out of the, uh, pulled him up out of the, out of the, I'm sorry, I'm going into baseball analogies. World series is right now and I'm an Astros <laughs> fan. So I'm a little preoccupied at the moment I, with oh, all no, this other fine. stuff going on. I'm not watching the game or anything off to the side. I promise you it's not on yet, but um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, but you got to pull him out of the, you got to pull them out of the bullpen and, you know, warm them up and here comes Bigfoot. We, we got a comic and, uh, but the, I sat on the project for a long time though because I just couldn't come up with something unique enough. If right. that sounds strange, because it is a Bigfoot knows karate, but I couldn't find a story that didn't seem like the typical um, martial arts film. You know, you know, the Karate Kid, where the you know the master trains him up, and you know and now he can do anything. You know, or you know, and then he has to avenge the master. I didn't want to do that. I mean, we've yeah. seen it so many different times in so many different ways.
0: Kung Fu Panda, Kung Pao.
1: Yeah, I've I've not seen Kung Fu Panda, but I get the gist of it. You know what I mean? And and for sure, I mean, and I don't don't think that name is not battered around my head about a billion times while working on Bigfoot Nose Karate. You know, (laughs) Uh, but it's a very different. What what I this sounds like it's a comedy because Bigfoot Nose Karate. I mean, doesn't that sound like a comedy? Kung Fu Thulu? That's ridiculous. But and it's got some funny bits, but it's not what it is. It's very much an action adventure. It's a. Think uh, Godzilla versus Kong meets Kill Bill, is like the the best way I could describe what we got going on here. So while there is humor in Kill Bill, like it's not it's not like ha ha, you know, it's like oh you just got your head cut off, you know, um, that kind of humor. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right, um, yeah. so the <laughs> did that just happen? You know, it's that kind of humor. And <laughs> and so, but it's a story of about a encrypted warrior who has been isolated from you know from everything I mean nobody's seen Bigfoot in reality right I mean I've never seen one have you seen one? we see blurry photos at best if you were a Bigfoot and you've never been you've never had any interaction with anyone what would that do to your psyche like think about that. Like that—that's something that I played around with a lot with this and Casey too. Um, you know this. So and and not only that, but like you know martial arts. So it's like, what would that do to a character? And we really play with, um, like the first the the first book is really kind of a book in four acts. I mean, I'm don't it's not like broken down back two. You know, it's nothing like that. But right. It, um, but you've got this character study uh, mixed in with you know weaving story through and through while there's a big old fight-em-up scene happening and um it's kind of interesting because we really try to uh show that anyone can be a hunter and that anybody can be a prey all at the same time like that role changes in this guy's world constantly where he's the victor and then he's the defeated in a matter of seconds and that's kind of the character that we're dealing with Uh, very introspective very smart very kind you know, but, you know, if you can't see a Bigfoot and you you disrupt the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot's going to let you know, all,
0: uh, you know, at the same time, too.
1: So he means business.
0: Yeah, I was reading uh, I was reading the sample pages um, uh, for anybody listening. You can go to Bigfoot and you can go to uh, the preview and you have about I think it's six pages, six pages of preview inside the comic, which I thought was really funny because. The, the dialogue starts on one page and then at the end of it, it's like the hunters get to meet him and it's like, oh, he's revealed. And and that was, that was, that was a really funny tagline for me because I was following the dialogue. Like you said, it's a very introspective character. And then towards the end of it, it's like this is how he reacts to, you know, hunters in his domain. And him, I guess, he's coming out of that that world where he's been isolated for so long. And then you just don't really see, like, the dual swords coming you know, it's it's yeah. it's a very unique concept. I, I've never seen Bigfoot portrayed this way, and I, I have seen Bigfoot, but he was at you know the uh, monster um, trucks. Uh, well, there's monster trucks, and then you like he's all over Pigeon Forge in Tennessee, right? And, <laughs> and then they have <laughs> a a giant metal sculpture of him at the Ripley's Museum behind the front counter before you go in to you know to look at all the amazing crazy things they have uh, on all the different levels. Uh, this is a giant metal statue. This, this Bigfoot's really big in Tennessee, uh, even parts of northern Alabama. Which, which um, I'm in, in Missouri right now, but I was in Biloxi. so I think it's kind of okay. cool that uh, Casey lives so close. Um, I think Birmingham's only like two hours away from where I where I, where my apartment is.
1: Okay, um, so you, uh, so he was telling me something about the Alabama white thing. Have you heard of that? It's a cryptid, a local cryptid around there.
0: Oh no, no, I haven't. Yeah, look that. that Google like that. that.
1: It's like supposed oh. to be a shorter little Bigfoot or something like that. He was explaining to me. I've i I've, I've never heard of it before. Uh, I haven't googled it, but I just took his word for it because he's Casey, and I believe everything he says. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, but if you don't, if you, if you want to do some research on it, I say go for it. Um, but yeah, I was just actually, you're in Missouri. I was just in Branson last week for work.
0: So that's a
1: small world, man. So,
0: oh yeah, man, that's the, the world keeps getting smaller every week. Um, it started when I, uh, when I first started editing comics and then I met a a comic shop owner, like right next to my house. And then he was connected to like the shared comic universe, which is, uh, related to, to Mike Zapsic and Ming Chains thing from the comic book man and then uh i got to meet jdf came to the store that month and then i went to pensacon and then peter david and then after that things just kept rippling and i'm I'm a copy copywriter for a marketing firm that markets comic books that's awesome man
1: (laughs) Uh, that's absolutely fantastic see the world is the world is great the world brings people together that are supposed to you know you know what i mean like this is a conversation that we're supposed to have if you're a fate uh you know fate based kind of person you know that I don't know what I'm talking about, but let's, let's it's it's just a lot of fun, man. When I saw, when I saw you
0: post that, uh, that, uh, the karate knows Bigfoot up on, I think it was, uh, I create comic books, group doc or on Facebook. I was like, man, what a fun concept. Like whoever thought that a a, a large voracious ape with such size and mass could know karate. I mean,
1: (laughs) that's hilarious, man. And that you found this on the, I create comics
0: on Facebook. I think, I think so. So I commented okay. on it you we were like, thanks. And then a couple of weeks went by and I saw some more stuff and I was like, I really want to talk to this guy. I'm like, cause, cause when I started the podcast, it was really just an update for Limitless Comics is the comic book, uh, small company that I edit for.
1: Okay. And um, after
0: that, I, I like you when you were talking about, you know, going back to Bigfoot and kind of trying to find a good story to tell that was both fun, quippy, and and also a full action and adventure, but also unique to your own personality from you coming off of writing, you know, the last book that you had written and it hadn't been a while. So you're kind of like greasing the wheels. And I was just like, I want the podcast to be sustainable. So I had to find a reason and what better reason than to connect with other creators. And so, you know, not only learn the audience, something tapping into my Southern roots there, but um. But but also also uh, create a, an interconnected web of, you know, creativity and inspiration amongst peers and pupils who are out there, you know, every day, every night, every evening, you know, like yourself and Casey, who's a family man, grinding away at something special and not trying to take from the world and, you know, putting something out into the world for a change. Um, I, think, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think um, your, your comic book's not the not the first one to be born from, you know, the pandemic. Oh, no. And uh I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly call it um what what did you describe it as uh lazy or like boredom uh cuz yeah. cuz it's it's I guess it's really not boredom. Uh not for me anyway cuz it's really fun. Um I'd like to think that you know you kind of did that to to get back into the game and find out how oh, the yeah. market works now. You know, without social media Um, I don't, I think, you know, we'd still be going to like cons and setting up tables and hoping somebody stops for 20 minutes to buy something.
1: (laughs) Well, like when I was finishing up my time, you know, doing indies before, it was like, I mean, there was Facebook, you know, there was Twitter, but like, nobody was using it really. And I didn't understand Facebook. I had a Facebook page, you know, but I didn't know what I was doing with it. I had no idea, you know, I mean, it was over the, over those years while I was away from it was when my my role at work diversified and changed I, where i wasn't just doing websites and i wasn't just doing you know graphic components and things like that i was you know working having other people you know underneath me who knew, who were, be, were experts of what they did and you in turn have to learn this stuff so you can keep up with what's happening and right. so the you know i mean when it came down to i mean I saw there's a lot of web you know campaigns that don't have websites and things like that i'm like not only do we need a website we need a good one and we need the seo to back it up you know what i mean like everything yeah you know i mean it's yeah the the social media component is so important um i i realized that facebook wasn't my market you know that just wasn't where i was i mean instagram i found that's where and this book is very also much very born from instagram um because like they were doing this thing called the indie comics team up back in december of 2020 and i don't know if you are on instagram or if you like really uh hang out around there but if you remember this it was pretty amazing uh, a bunch of Insta- indie comic creators organized this thing and it took place in december the first week they did golden age and they you would take different characters from the indie world on Instagram and you would put them in classic covers okay and so they would do golden age one week and then silver age then you know bronze age then modern age and they would do and they you would put in the different characters from the different indie characters that were participating in this and oh, it nice. caught my eye because it was amazing i thought it was so cool and it really caught my eye because somebody put latex avenger into one of the mm. uh, into one of the mm. covers and tagged me in it mm. wow and I'm not really involved in any of this stuff. And I mean, at all. And, uh, but somebody had seen latex Avenger. I'd been doodling him or something like that, and put him in the comic. And I went and looked at all the other characters and I looked at the guy who did it and said, well, I'll do one. I mean, I'm, I'm coming in late, but I'll do one. And I kind of did a Avengers number four first appearance of Captain America and Silver Age. I did that cover with latex Avenger jumping in and all these other characters from indie, you know, on the cover. And then, you know, just started making. Making contacts and connections and, you know, buddies and with people on Instagram. But then, that, then it was like, okay, I'm going to do this comic anyway. I'm going to do something different, Bigfoot, you know, yada, yada. And we're back to that story. But it's, uh, but Instagram was very, very integral, you know, because it gave me, it gave me drawing buddies, you know, again. When yeah. I used to draw before when I was doing comics, um, I would go to a drawing group in Austin. We did this thing called Sketch Bomb and uh sketchbomb have you ever heard of that because there was like franchises of them around
0: the i uh i went to QuadCon last week in St. charles and i talked to an artist and um her and uh her and a, i think a boyfriend or a friend used to stay up all night and i think mimic something you know kind of <laughs> similar to that process
1: okay yeah i know sketchbomb was cool we would uh, meet up once a month they would uh pull like three five things out of a hat and you would just draw the theme and it was all uh, and austin's really cool because there's a lot of there's a lot of comic book creators in this uh in the city i mean there is uh, I, w- I just had lunch with uh, drew edwards today from halloween man if you've ever heard of that book it's incredible uh drew's been at it for a long time he was he did a ringo last he was up for a ringo last year i think it was i know he wow. won best at austin the year before that from the austin chronicle um, but Drew's like we're, we're actually doing a small thing at Bat City uh, at Bat City Comics on Saturday. And you said this is coming out on Friday. Yeah. OK, so anybody listening on the day this comes out, if you're in Austin, go to Bat City Comic Professionals on Cesar Chavez because they're having a backyard uh, little convention out there. Uh, I'm going to be out there just promoting my Kickstarter with some, you know, uh, and then doing a panel on uh, Monsters. So uh, monster comics or just monsters in general, I'll find out when we get there. So um, yeah, so I mean, that's the kind of city I live in though, when it comes to comics, There's, uh, it's a very active community. There's a lot of creators here. And so when I walked away from it, I kind of felt like I lost some of that too. And yeah. with, the, with the pandemic, then everybody was isolated from each other, you know, when things were really, you know, when we were still um, staying in a lot more. Um, right. And so you know, now it's uh, you know we, the, the the internet has made it really possible to have drawing buddies again. I started doing live streams on Instagram, live draws, and uh, I'd invite one person, two people, three people, and we would live draw at the same time. And I'd be working on Bigfoot Nose Karate, they'd be working on their on their projects, and. We, you know, and you just found pals, you know, and people would just sit there and watch you. And I mean, who I, I, this was amazing. I didn't know. I mean, this is <laughs> a far cry from how the Internet worked when I was doing comics previously, you know, and uh, just yeah. trying to take advantage of everything that I could. Any type of media, uh, especially on Instagram, any way we could I could do it. Uh, that's that was kind of a big key. And Casey just same thing. He, he we're, he's you know, he's a Twitter guy. And, you know, I mean, we just kind of worked everything that we had, you know, so it's been it's been an insane process. I mean, it really has.
0: Yeah. Kick, Kickstarter is not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a fun process. I've, I've actually pulled a few all nighters uh, the last couple days um, getting ready for my first Kickstarter.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. I got a, I've got a book coming out called wild Oni. It's a um, mythological Eastern uh, culture retelling of, uh, of a actual point in history where uh A rebel leader you know makes a pact with an oni demon and it's a little bit more than he you know bit the bullet for and uh he's going to take out a bunch of shoguns who are you know massacring people in the island of tsushima and uh takes place in time with a supernatural twist Uh, it's about 15 pages long and um i'm really hoping it succeeds but you know we're working with a marketing company right now to try and, and make it look crisp and nice and and have it presentable and I just I had no fathomable idea how much went into a Kickstarter campaign until <laughs> I actually started you know adding in guts and graphics and you know mm-hmm. meticulous details that are like uh, you gotta have this if you want this to happen or like you know dropping the price down to a thousand to climb the algorithms you know you get you know you get that badge and that badge uh, Kickstarter puts you out on like the front page for a few days or a week or however yeah. long they do it um, it's been a learning process. It's been a learning curve for sure. And then uh, social media is is a is a monster all itself. I noticed in your campaign, you you tip your hat to a lot of the groups on on Instagram and and social media. And I and I guess by the comments you just made, that uh, social media is a huge component into uh, how you sell comics these days. Um, Absolutely. Thanks to things like Kickstarter and and Zoop. Uh, is a new one that just started from a couple guys. I think at either IDW or Image Comics. What is? I don't Zoop? know if you heard I've never of heard
1: Zoop. Zoop. What is that? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah and it's uh, it's like a new it's like a new funding platform. Um, huh. uh, it's, I am we've writing had a few, that down. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had a few campaigns come through uh, Ink Marketing. Um, if you ever get a chance, and, and you and you guys uh, would like to find out how far Ink Marketing could uh, push you, I hate to put you on the spot, but. Oh, yeah. um, let us know.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. You know, I mean, um, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, attacking, uh, attacking a Kickstarter from, you know, I mean, like we're all creators, right? You know, we're, right. we're writers, we're artists, but, you know, you have to look at this a little bit like a business too, actually a lot like it's a business. And, you know, and yeah. my, my attitude is make this thing an event, make it an event, you know, and I, I saw, people doing live launches okay and you know they were do they were doing live launches and doing them successfully you know um i saw a cat you know fund in 45 minutes then i saw another cat fund 700 a small goal of 750 in seven minutes and he you know and and dennis valencia uh who with uh slate comics they're part of a larger group called the savage sandbox I was watching the, their playbook really hard when I was doing this uh, thing because they—they they, I could see that they had lightning in the bottle the way they were doing it. But I'm not in a you know a larger group. It's you know it's me. It's Casey. We're just we got a comic, so and if you don't like have anyone, you how you invite everyone, you know. And so the live launch we invited tons of people to come out and they got to come onto the live and it wasn't just me and Casey yammering. Uh, we, you know, we invited people onto the live and they got to talk about their projects. We talked about our project, you know, everybody got FaceTime, they brought their audiences with them, you know, and it was so, I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm recommending this to people. I'm not even, I'm recommending it to people because I think (laughs) it's a really integral way that we, uh, how we launched and it worked. Um, so, um, try and find, you know, where your, where your live audience is and uh, look at it that way. And, you know, and try and capture that audience, that direction, um, whatever's going to, you know, you're, you know, like you said, marketing, making an event, making something, you know, what's FOMO fear of missing out. Um, you know, that's a, that's a real concept and people, you know, don't want to miss out. And look, I mean, I'm not trying to do this all from the business side because like, there's a lot of heart and passion that goes into this. Everybody you right. Back to this account, back to this campaign. Like they've all given, I'll put it like this: uh, like they've all given their time. They've given, they've followed the book. They've, they've commented, they've liked, they shared, you know, and they've become part of the family, you know, in that regard. We've had over sixty pieces of fan art that was before we ever launched uh, come in from Bigfoot Knows Karate, and we didn't do any can't you know, draw this in your style contests. People just got gravitated to gravitate the character, and I, you know. Right. His name is Bigfoot Knows Karate. I mean, like that, that raises your eyebrow at the very least. It's a cool hook. And so um, people of Instagram have been absolutely incredible to us. Um, you know, I mean, it, I've only recently gotten onto Twitter, you know, for the last couple of months before this campaign. And, right. uh, and that was, you know, we worked with, uh, we worked with Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you know, you know Jeff, uh, who uh, set this up with us. I mean, he was a yes. mastermind at what he did, too. Um, so it's like, you know, they we, we were lucky to have, I mean, me, I feel like I was very lucky to have a team with like Casey on the creative Jeff, who's helping work and everything else that he's doing. And, you know, while I'm, you know, while we're working the campaign out, it was, I mean, we're really, you know, feel really lucky, you know, and, uh, really, uh, really, you know, proud of the, of the whole gang for doing everything that they, we needed to do to get here at this point. So, um, but you know, I can see. You know, I mean, I don't know, but the comics cool. <laughs> you know, I let some. I, mean, uh,
0: <laughs> I can talk about
1: the business side of it for a while. I think you figured that out. You know. Yeah. Mean, um, yeah. But the comics cool too. I mean, it's. It, I mean, literally, we have a Cthulhu who's a cross between Max Katie from the uh, from uh, Cape Fear and Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, going full havoc. You know, over that's, a bigfoot with two swords. So. That's so um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the he says something like his first lines or his something like, you know, prepare to cower to the titan of power, Prepare to cower from to the titan of power, you know, I mean, yeah, something like that. I can't remember off the was top. Was that of a reference to
0: the tag team that him and Hulk Hogan used to be in in the 80s?
1: Uh, not particularly, but it was in the same vein, you know what I mean? Like okay. it was it was very much because what prepared I'm not reading the script, but prepare to cower to the Titan of Power. They were the mega powers. I see what you're saying now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> titans, yeah. mega, yeah.
0: It was yeah, it was, yeah, was, yeah. I dig, it, clever. It. I dig <laughs> it. Thank you. So
1: yeah. To the Titans of Power. Um, yeah, make way for Kung Fu Thulu. I can't remember how it goes, but anyway. Um, but yeah, he's a sure. fun character. And you know, Casey was the brainiac behind Kung Fu Thulu, man. Uh, he'd see me noodling <laughs> around with uh bigfoot for a while talking you know uh, drawing up uh drawing him on instagram i mean this is years like three years now and he said you know listen you need a big bad for your for your character and we were talking about that and he goes and he goes you need like you know somebody that's crazy like a cthulhu kung fu thulu and like he sends me a note you know kung fu thulu like he, <laughs> as, he, as he as he tells the story like six hours later i had a drawing all laid out i don't remember if that's exactly how it went, but. Uh, but I know it was pretty quickly that there was a, a sketch of Kung Fu Thulu worked out. And um, I mean, it was, you know, and this was years ago. So it was inevitable that tacy and I had to write this together. You know what I mean? That he'd be on the team for this because kid's too cool, man. I needed him. So
0: should <laughs> sure, sure threw in a dialogue tag in there. You're like uh, when, when, when Bigfoot meets uh, Kung Fu Cthulhu, no Slim Jim's here, man. <laughs> <laughs> been a macho yeah. man slash you know Sasquatch commercial uh pun that have been funny that's hilarious that's hilarious <laughs> I got my satire spots too there you go um what is uh is I mean is that is that your like inspirations for a lot of the stories and the, and the art that you've you know represented um personal to yourself is are, are you inspired by like comedy and satire and things that are kind of ironic that co- <laughs> coincide with, you know, things that you just might notice that other people don't.
1: I think that's just me as a, that's me in a nutshell as a human <laughs> being. Um, I mean, I'm that's just what I do. Um, it's, you know, I think they say that, you know, write what you know, right? You've heard that right. saying a million times, write what you know. But here's comes a point where, yeah, but you can only write what you know so much. You know, if you want to stretch your if you want to stretch your muscles as a writer, write what you don't know. You know, learn something and then write it. You know what I mean? And uh and so, you know, this is I mean, look, I reach in a lot of places in this book, you know, but it's uh, you know, it's it's a different it's a whole different beast to anything else I've ever written. I'm used to writing, you know, like yeah, what few panels on a page a page is a beat you know and every beat you know is a you know is a punchline you know and then you move on to the next one and uh you know for 24 pages of a story um that's that's what i'm used to and uh here you know i mean this is broad i mean this is this is i mean i always i always think of the word as cinematic you know to describe what's happening in this book you know it starts small but the story gets broad real fast and um and uh I think we're going to take you when it's said and all said and done, I think we're going to take you in a story that you never expected that you just never expected that this is the way it was going to go. Um, we've been really guarded about the story because we have to, I mean, you know, there, right. there's, there's a nice little, there's a nice little twist at the end that we're pretty proud of. And I think that uh, like I said, I didn't want to do anything typical and like, yeah. it's not, it's not typical, you know? Um, so hopefully y'all like it, you know, that that's, that, that'd be, <laughs> you know, I didn't, but we didn't play it safe. I'll put it like that. So.
0: Well, I mean, there's 153 people who do, and you're, you're about six grand, which is, you know, way over your, your balance rate. So if they don't like it, they don't have to buy it. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yeah. They don't, that's coming. They don't have to come back for book two, but I hope they do, you know, cause uh, we've got a, we do have a, uh, we do have a five uh, issue arc uh lined up and uh nice. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i mean it's it's like i said it's gonna go deep and uh we're gonna learn a lot about this character bigfoot and we're gonna learn a lot about the world that he that he works in and um and uh what makes him tick i think that you know the psychological uh, the psychological aspect of this book is is pretty interesting because like I said, that, that isolation and loneliness is is something that I think weights him down really hard and, you know, is going to be a motivator for the way he reacts.
0: Yeah. It's it's very introspective. As soon as you said that, I was like, Oh, there's going to be some psychological goodies in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are my particular types of stories because that just shows me that the writer took the time to, step empathetically into the shoes of their main character and looked at everything from every angle. Kind of like, kind of like if you were playing one of those games where you got to put all the assets in it before you got to watch it function. you're like, why does this over here and why should I put this person right here? And why does this person need this? And why does that person need that? Um, It's, it shows the effort and the work into it. Those are, those are the types of stories that, you know, that I like to read. Those are, those are the types of things that I notice whether people don't uh, do or don't, um, I noticed that. Um, I think with the comment I made on that Facebook group, I was like, "Man, this this looks really awesome! Like, it's like looking at Samurai Jack, like the art style and the colors and and all that." Man, it reminds me so much of watching Samurai Jack back in the day when I was a kid. Man, okay,
1: so you're not the first person to say that, and I take it as a compliment every time. Oh yes, um, absolutely. I'm I'm 45. Okay, so like I'm I'm Samurai Jack was like after me. You know, so right. I had no real, uh, I had a nephew that liked it. And I watched about 15 minutes of it one time going, this is really cool. And I mean, like, I was, Impressed, but it it didn't it didn't play any part in what I was doing here. But I will take right. it as a compliment all day long. And I told myself after I'm done with Bigfoot Nose Karate, I'm gonna watch Samurai Jack. But I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from it now because now that yeah, yeah I've heard this a lot. You know, I mean, which is cool. I mean, I'm glad that some people found that you know found that connection for them uh, because yeah. that because if you have like you know that's why I say the you know Godzilla versus Kong uh, Godzilla versus Kong Kong meets Kill Bill because if you have a this meets that it helps put it in to framework for people to understand what you're dealing with you know and right. and so the um and so um when they say Samurai Jack I'm like that's cool you know there's a um my buddy Dennis I mentioned him earlier who did who funded in seven minutes he did a um he did a um he did a piece of fan art that was a Samurai Jack Bigfoot piece uh it's on my website bigfootnosekarate.com under the gallery okay. um so if anybody wants to check that out while they're listening and you're a samurai jack fan definitely check out that piece by dennis it's it's a really cool mashup between, oh yeah uh, oh, do you see it yeah. yeah that's awesome oh yeah dennis that's is so champion great. dude that 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 piece is beautiful and uh he did a couple of pieces of bigfoot fan art uh before the campaign started and he just funded his book and he did a great job with it so Awesome. Good.
0: Good for him, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, think, um, I think I think I understand why you're going to wait until after you don't want any affluences affecting, you know, how the story goes. And I mean, unless yeah. you've written it all already, um, I've got the uh, story. Um, well, we
1: have the framework of everything for five issues. Like we know okay. what's going to happen in all the beats in the book, basically. Got gotcha. it. Um, and the treatments Casey, already. Yeah, the, yeah, it's there. You know, and now it's just like now we gotta, you know, take the skeletons and you know put flesh on them, uh, you know, yeah. so so to speak. We're going, we're working in yeah. reverse. So, yeah.
0: um, I've I've, I've heard that before, though. People, you know, don't watch certain shows or movies while they're creating their own stuff because they don't want any aspect of that to leak in because they're trying to stand out and be unique uh, to their oh. own concept and story
1: you know I, I i'll put it like this i never saw orgasmo for years until after i had finished watching i uh, working on latex avenger because i never wanted to hear the word hey this is like the tick meets orgasmo ever again you know i i, I would hear that a lot and i did and, and i knew what the tick was but i wasn't a huge fan of the tick i mean it was funny i did enjoy it you know what i mean right. but i never saw orgasmo so i waited a while before i watched that one um but it was was okay it was nothing like my character but it's cool you know so um
0: I've heard it but I went the national lampoon route for you know my comedy experiences back in the 90s when I was a kid so
1: I never
0: got the pleasure of watching it fair
1: enough the uh you know (laughs) I was you didn't miss much um the but now with like with the Bigfoot story like I mean that it Somebody, you know somebody says to me samurai jack i'm like thumbs up dude that's cool Cause samurai jack looks cool so enjoy <laughs> you know whatever I'm, I'm just glad that people like it so i'm used to people not liking what i do i mean seriously i'll go back to that dude with the rubber on his head you know i mean like that was a big old turnoff, especially when you handed condoms to people at conventions with your website on it uh <laughs> you know some people did not know how to handle that and uh, so I was used to getting some names called, you know, being called some names right. from time to time. Um, this, I mean, I'm just happy that people are in, you know, along for the ride on it because uh, I'm having a blast and Casey's having a blast. So that's,
0: and that's, that's, that's what matters the most, man. Comics yeah. is supposed to be fun. And, you know, it's got that that level of community and comic camaraderie that you don't see in a lot of other levels of, of life and creative Um, Or, you know, in an everyday aspect, you know, you don't see that level like at work, you know, you just work acquaintances or, you know, so even, even sometimes when you go to family functions, it's not as lively or as unified as it could be. But, you know, you work in comics and that's that's something and everybody comes together. And you said comics in the middle of a grocery store, there'd be at least four people huddled up. Be like, what are we doing, man? We reading comics, we're reviewing comics. We draw drawing comics. I, I want to be a part of it, whatever it is. Let me
1: in. Yes, I got, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's like, well, it's like the same thing. Like when you go to a party or something like that, you know, you got like your, uh, your wife's got a, a, you know, business party, you're going over to somebody's house or something like that. And the, uh, and uh, you, uh, instead get to uh hey look the game's on you know and just kind of mosey over and see who's you know who's playing ball you know who, who, who's on the game that night rather than stick out through the party you know uh, yeah. it's the same it's the same crew it's just with you know with a different with a different mcguffin you know um people who like comics the you know the, the 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 true nerds they find each other at those things for sure so they're over they're they're uh they're uh over in the corner, you know, doing movie quotes to each other. That's what I'd be doing anyway. My, my brother and I, my brother-in-law and I, we, we, that's what we do, just movie
0: quotes. I always, um, I was, I always look for a bookshelf or or a, or a movie shelf. I okay. look for something that I like in someone's house when I go there and I don't know anybody. Um, and, and I look for things to bring up in conversation. That way I don't find myself bored. Like, okay, I'm at a bookshelf. And they have comics, and I'll be like, oh, man, you collect comics. That's awesome, may I? And like, oh, this is great. I didn't know you had a number seven. Do you know about this one? Have you been to the shop down the street? Did you know about it? You know, it's That's it's hilarious. Just, it's, no, that's it's something I've it, always though. done when I was a kid. I, I did that as a kid, too. Like, my mom would bring me over to, like, the nanny's house. I'd be looking for board games, or I'd be looking for the TV remote. If they didn't have a TV, it, you know, I'd go outside and, like, look for children, If I didn't, I'd probably call my mom back and be like, so this person's a violator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. You know, I mean, like, it's funny, my downstairs in my house, is like, you know, I mean, living room, dining room, kitchen, you know, and all the rest of the stuff that you have downstairs. My office is upstairs and uh, that's where all the fun stuff is. And, you know, all the books, all the movies, all the toys, all the, you know, uh, my computer and all of that it's all upstairs you know I mean I have a I even have a cardboard cut out of my grandfather as a comic book character in my office you know I mean so it's like that and, is um, cool I mean, yeah <laughs> I said he was he was in latex Avenger he was a character in the comics so uh, awesome. anyway uh, but like up here like it's, so my friend my my friend of mine he so he said to me you can tell when Dan when Dan likes when, when, like, when we have a party over and other people invite friends over to the house you know like hey we're going to invite these people okay cool yeah bring them on uh, and i like somebody i let them come upstairs because if they get to come upstairs then they can get to see all the you know the the comics and the sports you know the astros memorabilia and the you know what i mean all the yeah all that kind of stuff and so and um, then they're like oh cool and then they go look at your <laughs> dvd shelf that's you know and my dvd <laughs> shelf is mighty you know and I, my wife <laughs> says to me we need to get rid of them and i always say to her no 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 one day we're gonna need to build a bunker we don't have the bunker yet but we're gonna need to build the bunker. And the bunker <laughs> is gonna need to have entertainment, and we're gonna have all these DVDs so we won't get bored, just like in *Blast from the Past*. We with Brendan Fraser and uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm walking, and I'm like, we, "We're gonna have the blast of the blast of the past bomb shelter babe. We're gonna need this, the bunker. And so she's like, "Really, you're gonna build a bunker?" I'm like, "I'm on it." I said, "But in the meantime, we gotta keep the DVDs just in case."
0: And, you, hear, uh, you, hear, you hear that first from Dan himself, guys. If, if if you if you if the world is ending and you need a bunker to stay in, Dan has all the entertainment.
1: I got the movies. <laughs> I got the movies. Um, at least I won't be bored. So in your bunker, right. <laughs>
0: um,
1: So uh, no, but I, that's that's my, my my ridiculous joke about the bunker. Um, but I, that's my my reasoning that we get to keep the DVDs because I'm not getting rid of them. You know, I've I've right. I have I even have I have a VHS player still. That only is there for a handful of things, and one of those are my uh, my collection of Star Wars movies that are that are, do not have the uh, the special edition component to them. They're just the original cut of Star Wars, you know, Empire nice. and Jedi, and without any of all the mishigas that they added to it. So right. if I ever feel the need to watch those, which I haven't in a lot of years, but if I ever feel the need, I've got it. <laughs> so um, and
0: and and it's a VCR, right? It's not like the really big like. Almost like the size of a small table, and it's kind of like oh, no. pushed it up on top. Okay. No, no, no! It's not the big wood walled
1: one. You know that. You know where, where where TVs and VCRs were basically pieces of furniture. Yeah, no, it's
0: nothing like that. The TV... first time I saw one of those in a pawn shop, I about fell out of my drawers, dude. And, and oh yeah, my buddy, my buddy was with his dad, and he was looking at me like, what's so funny? I'm like, that's a VCR. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I've always been the one to question logic. I'm like, so from where we have it now, where I could hold it in the palms of my hand, someone who decided to make this didn't think about the size of my hand uh, version, and they built it in a giant, what looks like a jukebox. <laughs> right, right.
1: Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, my grandparents had a, a TV that was basically furniture. I mean, it was made of wood. <laughs> I mean, it was made of wood. You can put a coaster on it, you know, put your drink on it. I wouldn't. I don't even let anybody put a bottle of water on the same desk as my computer. Let alone right. put like your coffee, your morning coffee, on top of the electronics. <laughs> Are you out of your brain? you? You're out of your skull, man. You know, there's it no just. Thought it just blew my it.
0: mind. It blew my mind that you know, as small as the technology is getting, it just. And I understand, you know, there's a conspiracy out there that we might get our technology from like a higher power, right? And uh, so they just like they release it in waves, like an action figure collection. And every time it gets a little bit smaller and a little bit better, and possibly even a little bit faster, maybe. Uh, not, not, not the, you know, the, the, the connection signal because crap G is just crap G, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Uh, I was in a meeting the other day and I have 5g at my dad's house and it the, the call dropped and I was like what the hell is this guys fiber optics and 5g what what <laughs> right <laughs> my buddy called um, it half G I was like no it's crap G but but yeah I just no I didn't I, I couldn't understand why people you know, back then had come up with this great technology but they made it so broad and big and, and, and bulky and it's now compact and convenient and it's accessible everywhere even when you're going to the bathroom <laughs> you know for the longest
1: time when it came to tech I mean I mean like I mean from my vantage point bigger was better you know you had to have the jam box that was so big that you had to carry it on your shoulder you know what i mean when you were a little kid like that was cool yeah. and then but then they made walk bands and you know walk bands where you can yeah. put your cassette player and put your headphones in and that was oh, small God. and then they didn't you know and it was funny you, you know they do similar things today like when apple runs out of ideas they take the last good thing they had and just put it in colors pay attention to that little trend that happens with apple they do that when they, when they don't have something good They'll totally just make color versions of it. It's really funny, um, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know where we're going with this. But I mean, yes, uh, you there?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm no, I just went off in a complete tangent, but oh, so did uh, I was did about
0: with the technology stuff. Yeah, I just, no, I just, it's I just a conversation. <laughs> it's hilarious,
1: dude. No, but you're right on the money. The, the like, I mean, it does like my tv now i would never treat it like the tv from when i was a kid where it was made of like wood and steel and you know like i mean my tv's like you know an inch thick or something like that you don't slam it you don't punch you know hit your fist full force on the top of the television (laughs) whatever maniac and then like when you got like (laughs) and then if you have like some like a grandparent today that doesn't understand that they just walk up to your computer i'll make it work wham
0: you know that would That's how we used to do it back
1: in my day, kids, wham,
0: you know, just yeah, smash dude, your that's, laptop. dude, that's my dad to a T, sometimes he's like that, and then, you know, they had those crazy, ridiculous rules when you're growing up, and then, like, you have the same rules for your stuff, they're just like, well, you know, I'm like, what do you mean you know? you It's like, you literally put me through this when I was younger, and now I'm putting you through it, and now you're saying you don't understand, so you're not going to do it?
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, the oh, the irony. Oh, yes.
0: The double yeah. standard does rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait oh, to yeah, get you know, Sorry. D- d- it does. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's funny. My, uh... <laughs>
1: well,
0: look, my attitude about it is
1: this. Um, yeah, no, you don't put a. Con- no drinks next to my computer. I don't care who you are. My mother included, my my sweet 78-year-old mother. You know, if my mom tried to put her drink on my on next to my computer, get that thing away. You're grounded. You know, I mean, you're grounded. I love you. Go away. Oh, uh, come back without the drink. Uh, and she and she knows, like, but my whole family knows. They're really sweet about it because there's not a whole lot. I mean, well, I'm sure there's several things that I made or attentive about not too many that I'm self-aware of. And this is one of them. Yeah. And they all accept it. You know, I'm sure there's many other things about me that they, they'll, they'll tell me about later. But right now we're just we're just dealing with the drink on the table. Thing. So, <laughs> uh, they're yeah, great they're about great. it, though. But, yeah, I know my family. Uh, yeah. That, that's they're pretty hilarious. supportive.
0: They're pretty oh, supportive. My, over God,
1: man. know like my my wife has been incredible about it the kids the kids are like rooting me on like like it's nobody's business and uh you know my 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 folks are like way into it like they they just found the whole kickstarter thing to be fascinating uh how that all works so what you know my 82 year old stepfather (laughs) my 78 year old mother and my mom can't get kickstarter to work properly and so she's like dan dan can you set up my account and like i'm like mom i'm going live and like 15 minutes to go kick this book <laughs> off and like i, I told you like, i will do it tomorrow i swear you know and i'm like keep telling her don't worry about it and then she's like sending my my, my wife money via a check she's like I, I went in with sarah you know i'm like okay that's my wife she's just i went on with sarah i was like okay
0: it's, oh my that's, god that's that's awesome dude it's uh, great, having, having, totally having, having support like that is important especially when you do things like this man you know
1: i um I didn't realize in some ways I didn't, you know, I, I look, I'm completely humbled by it. I didn't realize it was there in some cases, you know, people have come out of the woodworks to be like, Hey, I really support you and what you're doing. I'm like, what? I haven't talked to you in like 20 years. You're amazing. You know, <laughs> um, Like serious. Let I me mean, like that's, that's social media too. You know I mean? Like yeah. I, I got a kid from uh kid he runs a a, a new energy a renewable energy company uh we we were in art class together when i was uh in junior high and like he he backed the book he also went to my t public store and bought like six shirts for him and his family i'm like are you serious you know and i mean today a friend you know she she runs a she's a day trader you know and she bought a commission piece today, you know, and just was like, you know, you've supported me through everything I've ever been through, you know, and she, you know, bought a commission off of the Kickstarter. I was like, that's so cool. You know, that's I mean, awesome. so it's, it's, you know, I mean, look, yeah. I mean 90% of the people I am selling to are like comic creators or comic fans, you know, but those, you know, those friends who've shown up and just been like wanted to be a part of this in some, you know, and just, you know, to get the book or just in some small way or whatever. I mean, this, they've been amazing. Um, I didn't expect that. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect a, a lot of that. And, I mean, and um, so, like, I'm... The whole thing's been really freaking humbling, man. I mean, today we were on Comic... What, was it today or yesterday? It's kind of been a blur the last couple of days, but we were on <laughs> ComicCon.com's homepage. You know, they oh, had wow. an article, you know? I mean, so it was like, what... Um so the whole thing, the since the launch, honestly, it's been an absolute blur. I mean, I was traveling for a week for work in the first place, but then there was all sorts of, you know, this all going on in the background. I'm trying to finish page 30, uh, which is the last page of the book. I'm 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 working on that page as we're, you know, not as we speak, but I would right before we got on, that's what I was doing. Um oh, nice. so I mean, like my goal is to just make sure that you don't nobody waits for their book, you know, I mean, like we're calling it a January ship date just because of the holidays. We know it's going to be crazy during the holidays. So we're calling it a January ship date, but we're going to, you're going to get your book, you know, I mean, you're going to get your book. That is the, I don't want you waiting around. I don't want anybody waiting around. Um, This is not, this is not some failed Kickstarter or some indie no-go, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to actually push, uh, push out the book and I can't wait for you guys to read it. You know, I mean, um because i've been burned by you know by crowdfunding before and it's not a good feeling i don't like that feeling and i you know and honestly i mean i have some bad i have some very ill will uh you know to some of the campaigns that just never push their book out i'm not going to name names you know because what's the point of that but neither would i but i've been there too (laughs) right exactly you know so it's like so it was very important to me that this book be done before this campaign's over Um, so then we can just, you know, we can do edits and we can do, and then we can get it off to the printer as quickly as we can, you know, and, uh, so just not keep anybody waiting. Um, I'm, uh, but yeah, no, we've got, we've got some cool tiers. I mean, did I, did I haven't mentioned the deluxe edition yet? Have I?
0: Oh, no, no, we haven't gone over any of your tiers. You can spend a few minutes talking about that if you want to.
1: I'd love to, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no. no, no,
1: absolutely. Go ahead. OK, so we've got um, we, we tried to make sure that people from, you know, anywhere in the world could get an easy, get easily get a digital copy if they wanted to you know make it easy on them. they t- that's totally uh, we understand or anybody just doesn't want to spend the money. We've got three dollar and four dollar digital versions of the book available. So um, there's, you know, the, the four dollar version comes with some, you know, uh, little, you know, uh, wallpaper, you know, print in a digital print, that kind of thing that you can put that you can have our, for your uh, device as well as, you know, the 30-page comic. Uh, So, you know, we've got stuff on the cheap, and then, you know, all the way up to I think there's, like, one more commission piece left uh, you know, still, uh, you know, uh, that's available. Um, But but we have the regular edition of the book. It's a 30-page, full-color comic, um, and then we have the deluxe edition of the book. And, like I I mentioned before, that we've received uh, a lot of fan art for this, and out of the fan art came this idea to do a uh, a fan art gallery in the book that you know but like not just like a couple like do like 10. and so we have a 10 page fan art gallery that's going to be in the back of the book as well as oh, some wow. secret sketches of stuff that i have coming up for issue two and then the cool thing is we're gonna there's a, gonna be a qr code within the comic and you click on that QR code and it takes you to a private YouTube video that is a, that is a director's commentary roundtable discussion video with myself and Casey and two other people, uh, maybe three, uh, that we're going to discuss the comic in, in length and uh, go through the whole, go through the whole Magilla, man, and just talk through the whole thing with you guys and give you some insight to those questions that I've been saying that you're going to have, you know, give you a little insight to where we're going in the future and you know kind of tell you where we were coming from in the past on it so uh i've never seen it done before on kickstarter so i'm sure somebody's done something similar to this probably but uh, i haven't seen it so we're going to give this a shot and see how it works but that's uh, exclusive to the deluxe edition of the
0: book oh that's awesome man yeah i've seen qr codes be used in mainstream but it usually takes you to a site you got to fill out a form but right uh, taking taking it to a video, that's that's a I think that's a next level thing. I don't think I've seen that at all anywhere, uh, no, no, no. or anything. Which is really really cool that uh, that you're gonna unfold that for those who who uh, get into the deluxe tier. Yeah, um, I that's think awesome. It's,
1: thanks, man. I think it, you know just something different, you know, and it's a it's a neat it's a neat different way to do a tier you know um you know give give them give them you get a little bit more bang for your buck that way too for sure so we've got variant editions of both of of both editions the variant covers of both editions so uh my right my cover is the i'm doing the regular edition are the regular covers of both editions so and then matthew Skillern has the variant of the regular edition and adam caswell has the variant cover of the deluxe edition and just amazing artwork by both guys. Like I'm just absolutely thrilled uh, that uh, that I have that I have both of those guys working on uh, covers for this or working. They're done. I have both of the covers are actually sitting in the portfolio on my desk right now. So um, I have the physicals and they're gorgeous. In fact, Adam did a uh, a sequential piece, just a little sequential promotional piece before the campaign. And yeah. uh, we're going to be giving that away to um, in a raffle at the end of the campaign. So we're going to we're going to for oh, the wow. first hundred for the first hundred physical backers, they get into the raffle. And if we hit two hundred backers, we're going to do a um, if we hit two hundred backers, we're going to do another piece of artwork uh, by a guy named Andy Bloor. So um, I hope that we can get there. We hit one fifty. What are we at one fifty one or something like that right now? One fifty three. Uh, 153 check it out so 47 more backers in 17 days if we can do that we're going to give a going to give away another piece of artwork and man it's going to be awesome uh so i uh look forward to hope hopefully that'll happen and we can do it
0: cool beans man i'll make sure to put that in the show notes and the um the qr code to the video for uh for the deluxe edition i'll put that in the show notes too oh that's good man cancer. yeah yeah so it's really fun, man. Uh, giving a lot of stuff away, raffling. Um, you've even, you know, highlighted a couple of pieces of fan art in your book, which I think is really cool and generous. Um, it it oh, really, man. it really connects people together. To to be like, um, if I sent you something and you're like, "Oh, this is really great. Thank you so much. I'm gonna put it in the book." Um, it really connects with with fans who uh, who take in the effort and lets them know that you care. Oh and, yeah.
1: Um, I, well i've got plans for a larger art book in the second campaign um that we're gonna okay. do um if they're if they're if the artists are interested in taking part in it i would love to do an, a Bigfoot footnotes karate art book and include as much of it as i can in there and then we'll donate the proceeds to like uh uh you know to the heroes initiative or something like that and uh because trying to pay 40 artists or whatever in a book it would be madness and I don't even want to even attempt to try and do that. But if we can donate that tier, you know, the money from that tier to a, uh,
0: to a uh, charity,
1: then that we can all get behind. I'm all for it.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Maybe a charity that actually finds the real, you know, Bigfoot. And that'd be great.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, the um, But yeah, no, the fact that, you know, I mean, that people took the time out of their, out of their lives away from their projects to draw, you know, bigfoot knows karate. I mean, that's just so, that's so, uh, I mean, I remember after about the seventh or eighth, 10th piece came in, I, I remember one night I started having a little bit of an anxiety attack about it. And my wife's like, are you okay? And I was like, what if this doesn't meet up to their expectation? I mean, these people are like, like, Oh my God. And she's like, Oh, you need to calm down. I'm like, okay, I'll calm down. But this is crazy. You know, cause I'd never seen anything like this before. I mean, it was just, people had seen a couple of pages of the book by that point and that was about it. So I was, you know, I mean, so thank you to everyone. I mean, the, and Adam Caswell, who's, uh, we, who's doing the uh, deluxe variant um, he, his work was fan art. He, he, he did this amazing piece of artwork and sent it to me over Instagram and he said, I'm going to mail you this. Uh, I'm going to mail you this piece. I want you to have it. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? And and this (laughs) is too beautiful. And I saw it and I said, I can't just take this for free. I'm going to buy this from you and we're going to use it as a cover. And uh, we did, you know, and it's, uh, and Adam's turned into a, you know, just, really good, uh, you know, Instagram pal, you know, I mean, that's the thing. All these cats are just really good people. You know, I mean, Matthew Skillern, he's my drawing buddy on Instagram. That's, you know, I mean, I saw, I saw him, I hired him to do the cover and then we just became pals and love to draw with each other on Instagram, you know? Right. Um, It's, you know, you just kind of work with the people you're supposed to work with. I think Uh, it's, 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 it's cool. (laughs) It really is. It's cool. It's a cool little community out
0: there. Good people making good comics.
1: Good times, man.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. bro. Well, um, I thank you for coming on to the show. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, I know you got some, you know, work to do on on that last page. I and probably it. more shows, you know, before the end of the week. <laughs> it's been <laughs> Couple, a three, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff probably keeping you pretty busy.
1: Absolutely. Um, We've got uh yeah, we we're we got them through Friday this week and then more next week and uh, we you know keep pushing, keep pushing. Every day we're hustling, man. Just, yeah, you man. know, just make it happen. But man, I appreciate yeah. you having me on today, man. I really do.
0: Oh, no problem, man. Um, Thanks for reaching out to me when I reached out to you. And, you know, thanks for being oh, yeah. a good person and making good comics and uh, a conversation. I'm, I'm sorry, Casey couldn't be here. Uh, yeah, let him true. know that if he wants to come do a solo episode when he's, you know, got more time, uh, he's more than welcome. You both are more than welcome to come back to the show uh, together maybe one day. Yeah, um, that'd be
1: bad. that'd be awesome that'd
0: be really awesome yeah it would be awesome i have been i've yet to 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 try the uh the feature that you know we're, i'm using right now the link that you have is for um is for actually a group but they only offer it on the mobile version okay. and so i've yet to try that out so you know you guys are feeling you know a wild hair one day in case he wants to jump on I'd, I'd love to meet him um and get to talk to him about you know this whole process too from an editor's perspective because that's what i am and as an editor and writer but um, if you want to go wow. ahead and take a minute, man, and let everybody know uh, about the website and where they can find you on Instagram, sure. Twitter, and, and, the, and the campaign itself.
1: Yeah, you got it. So, um, all right. So um, you can check us out at Uh It's just like it sounds, like it's spelled like it sounds. Uh, yeah, I can not believe the, the the site was available. I was so thrilled. Um, <laughs> so we got, no, com. At the website, you can find... Preview, there's a seven-page preview in the, uh, on the website to review. You can also watch the trailer to the comic uh, for their Kickstarter trailer. Um, you can also check out merch there. Uh, there's a merch link. Um, what else? And the fan art gallery is also there as well. Uh, check us out on Kickstarter right now, uh, Bigfoot Nose Karate, Chapter One, Hunter Prey. If you just type in Bigfoot Nose Karate, you'll find it. And uh, we're currently, you know, as of now, the clock has turned. So we're 16 days to go, 5695 out of a $1,000 uh, goal. So I'm thrilled. And, um, you know, but check out the campaign there. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Danomite139. Uh, that's D-A-N-O-M-Y-T-E 139. Uh, on both Instagram and Twitter Uh, and then Casey you can find Casey Allen at robots eat guitar that's robots plural eat guitar singular Uh, and that's for Instagram and Twitter as well we're very interesting people based by it
0: that's that's very fun man that's a Denomo
1: that's exactly. so, awesome. so absolutely
0: <laughs> and uh
1: you know um just to have some fun you know that, that's the whole thing my wife said to me when we got started doing this just you know do it until it's not you know do it while it's fun and have fun with it enjoy this and that's the thing man as much as like you know doing all these shows you know the podcast trying to promote it and, you know trying to work until the wee smalls trying to finish up the book whatever man i'm having a blast and and, and thank you for letting me come on tonight and have a blast with you and and get to talk and talk about this crazy ass comic we put together so really appreciate (laughs) it i appreciate
0: it it, man no no problem i appreciate you man good people making good comics and there's something i always like to say and i've said recently and i'm glad you're here because then you get to hear it too and it is this to the audience never wait for anybody to tell you to do something you love to do that includes creating things like comics. My name is Limitless Mike. This is the Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dan, for coming. And we hope to see you back real soon. Thank you. Yeah, have a good night.